Welcome to the first part of my deep dive into the entire 24 fictional canon. With this series of episodes, I will explore the various tie-ins, novels, comic books, video games, as well as each season and estimated timeline order of when they would take place. My hope for this series of episodes is that you learn something new about the 24 extended universe and the series as a whole. So join me today inside the bunker as I dive into the novel 24 Trial by Fire by Dayton Ward. Trial by Fire launched back on August 23, 2016 as the third book in a planned trilogy published by Forge Books. The book was originally planned to be a bridge between Season 8 of the show and Live Another Day, explaining what Jack was up to during that four-year gap between seasons. However, during the outline and planning for the book, it was decided by the publisher to make it a prequel to the entire series. Here is a clip from my conversation with Dayton Ward during the 20 Years of 24 virtual convention talking about the decision to change the timeline. What process did you go through in molding a young Jack Bauer? Well, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> the original plan was I was going to follow Jim Swallow and Dave with a third book set between season eight and live another day. And that's the outline I submitted to Fox. Um, they love the outline, but somebody somewhere in that chain of approvals decided a prequel would really be cool at this point in time. Uh, so they gave me the parameters. They, they had envisioned in their head Jack Bauer as River Phoenix's version of Indiana Jones, so completely raw and new. And so I pushed back gently, and I was reminding them, you know, he was an LAPD cop. He was a special forces guy. He, he has experience even before CTU, so that comparison doesn't quite work. So we settled on the idea that he would be a, a young CIA agent on his first field assignment under the tutorship of a more or tutelage of a more experienced agent. And of course, things go completely wrong, as they always do on 24. So I basically the story that I submitted was going to be set on Okinawa as part of the continuing, you know, between season eight and live another day. So I kept all of that. But by setting it in the 90s. It actually benefited me greatly because I was stationed on Okinawa in the late 80s, so I was able to draw more on memories of the of the area, you know, the base, the military bases, and the and the surrounding towns and the people there. So that actually helped out quite a bit. According to the chronological note to begin the book, it states the following takes place approximately six years before Operation Nightfall and eight years prior to the events that transpired during the California presidential primary elections, which of course we all know is season one of the television show. The novel consists of 24 chapters, each chapter taking place approximately an hour in real time, just like the show. The difference between this novel and some of the ones we will get to in later episodes is that each chapter doesn't start with the typical... The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Almost each chapter does, however, have a reference to what time it is in some way. The entire book takes place in Okinawa, Japan. The first chapter starts around 4 a.m. with CIA agent Jack Bauer working as a deep undercover alias Stefan Voronov, a former soldier who deserted the Russian military years ago while it was still recovering from the collapse of the Soviet Union. He infiltrated the ranks of Armenian arms merchant Tatios Gajuyan's network to take down his operation of dealing weapons to terrorist organizations to use against America. Jack is partnered heavily throughout the novel with Amora Banovich, a cold and ruthless woman who is trusted by Gajian and is unaware of Jack's undercover status. As Dayton Ward stated in the clip earlier, 
Jack's past is referenced as being former U.S. Army Special Forces and also having worked for the Los Angeles Police Department. I like the fact that it is explained throughout the novel that Jack is experienced, but still not as seasoned as we know him to be in the show. An early scene in the book references this, for example, by stating Jack was sure he might throw up all over his rifle. Jack also makes a few mistakes throughout the book, such as not identifying phone and power lines before assaulting a guarded house. I like this as it shows that even though he's experienced, he still has a lot to learn. The book starts off like a typical day in the life of Jack Bauer, plenty of double crosses and action. Jack, Amora, and the rest of Gajian's crew are keeping watch on an arms deal between Gajian's representatives and arms dealer Moroji Jamura's men. Jamura has a deep hatred for America as he witnessed firsthand the battles fought on Okinawa during World War II 50 years prior. He wants to pay the Americans back for Japan's defeat in World War II and for inhabiting Okinawa with American military bases. In classic 24 fashion, a rival of Jamura sabotages the arms deal and kills most of both parties involved, as well as Jack's fellow undercover CIA asset who was leading the weapons exchange. These series of events put Jack in a precarious situation as his fellow CIA partner is dead, the arms deal has gone terribly wrong, and Jack has no outside communication to his superiors that the mission has gone wrong. There are four separate storylines and points of view throughout the book that are seemingly unrelated, but in classic 24 style, start converging as the story goes on and the conspiracy gets revealed. There's the Jack and Banovich angle, with Jack attempting to keep his cover while also trying to find out what is going on with the arms deal double-cross and trying to contact the CIA. There's Dale Connolly, his wife, and two kids. Dale is a retiring Marine whose family is kidnapped and used as leverage to access thermonuclear weapons that are being housed in the military base. These weapons violate agreements with Japan and America, and Jamura wants to use them to get revenge and retribution for the war 50 years earlier. Dale's story really seems like a reflection of Jack Bauer's story from season one. His wife and kids are kidnapped, and he is being forced against his will to gain access to confidential material and aid the terrorists in their mission. There's also the CIA storyline, where they are trying to find out if Jack is even still alive, and are trying to figure out what exactly is going on and who is behind the attack. Finally, there is the NCIS point of view. The NCIS agents are almost used as the comic relief of the story. They are more laid back and tend to make light of certain situations, even when it doesn't seem like it's the right place. Kind of like the NCIS television show in some ways. The novel takes place in the year 1994, right before the public had wide access to PCs and cell phones, which is referenced numerous times throughout. One reference, for example, is a thought by one character. They talk to other computer users through something they call a chat room. With cell phones being less prevalent, Jack and others have to improvise much more as they can't just call him back up or give information as freely as in later stories. Other 90s references include a character mentioning they're not going to believe the stash these guys had. Money, guns, drugs, electronics, bootleg movies and music. There's even knockoffs of designer purses. It's like Sears in there. A few seconds later, a character states... There's a room at the far end with banks of CD burners, VCRs, and enough blank tapes and CDs to put Radio Shack out of business. Personally, I really appreciate the references as it grounds the story in the time period it is supposed to take place in without overly spoon-feeding it to the reader. Another facet I appreciated from this story is the references and foreshadowing to the future of the 24 franchise to come in later stories. Kim and Terry are mentioned a few times, with Kim being referenced as being 8 years old. There's a part about halfway into the book that I really loved where Jack is internally analyzing a situation regarding Dale's family being held hostage. It was hard not to think about the apparent hostages in the house. Who were they? How much danger were they in? 
that someone might use his own wife and daughter against him because of his own chosen line of work had long been the stuff of nightmares for Jack. His thoughts turned to Terry and Kim. How far might he go to protect them if someone endangered their lives to get to them? What rules would he break? What lines would he cross? All of them. Every single damned one. Towards the end of the book, Jack also references the mission and also foreshadows the future a little bit. This was the mission at its most pure, with no diplomacy or the intricacies of building a case against an international arms dealer. There was only killing the enemy and securing the objective, something Jack understood perhaps better than anyone else. He might never make a polished, prim, and proper CIA agent who could wear a suit and tie and spend years at a desk analyzing data, or glad handling political officials and other visitors from countries who may or may not be allies of the United States. What he did know, what he believed without a doubt, was that he was the sort of tool those people sent out when the time for diplomacy and sensitivity had passed. Jack was fine with that. The biggest question mark left from the novel is the fate of Tatios Gajoyan and what became of his criminal network. Even though Jamura Banovich and the rest of the terrorist storyline is wrapped up, Gajoyan is located in Kiev, Ukraine. I feel as though either it was left open for further novels exploring Jack's CIA career, or it was assumed that he was taken down from within his organization. Maybe we will never know. Everyone that is a huge fan of 24 knows all about the Jack Bauer kill count, as well as his numerous ways of utilizing the words, Damn it! So as part of this series of deep dives, I'm going to reference how many confirmed kills and uses of damn it there are in each episode. Jack has a confirmed kill count of 28 in Trial by Fire, 29 if you count a snake that he kills midway through the book. Every kill in the book is either from an MP5 or Jack's silenced Glock, except for one where Jack breaks one of the assailants next. As far as dammits go, he surprisingly only says it five times throughout the entire book. There are loads of times where Jack internally thinks, damn it, but never verbalizes it, so I am not counting those. As far as Jack's own injuries through the novel, there's only one major one. He shot through the left shoulder towards the end. How do I feel about Trial by Fire as a whole? For non-24 fans and season 24 fans alike, I think you will enjoy this story. There are a lot of names and characters being introduced extremely often in this book, which does admittedly make it hard to follow at times. Once the story settles in and the major threat is revealed, however, it is an enjoyable read and a great addition to the 24 canon. The final paragraph to end the story sums up Jack's adventure and future in a beautiful way. Jack couldn't help thinking of Bill Fields, who had trained him so well and been a true friend. There were many threats out there, some familiar and others yet unknown. Such threats wouldn't wait for them to mourn brave men like Bill Fields, or for Jack's own injuries to heal. Jack had sworn an oath to keep his country safe, and in doing so he kept his family safe. Terry and Kim might never know the truth about his job, but he hoped they understood why he did it and would continue to do it. There was never any end to such fighting. There was only the occasional pause. Jack Bauer would pause for now. He had earned that much. Tomorrow was another day. Tune in next time for part two in my 24 Deep Dive series as I talk about 24 Trinity, the next story in the pre-season one life of Jack Bauer. Please like, subscribe, leave a review, or comment and let me know if you enjoyed this episode diving into 24 Trial by Fire. A link to where you can purchase 24 Trial by Fire is in the description of this video. Thank you so much for joining me inside the bunker today. Take care.